0: This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we launch into the prophet Micah with The Lord is Coming, Exile is Coming, Woe to Oppressors, Do Not Preach, and Rulers Denounced. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendorsed.org or on your favorite podcast provider. The new teachings about marriage and human sexuality are an assault on creation itself. God made man in his own image, male and female, he created them. It is an assault on that created reality.
1: Think of sin like a cancer on God's creation. It corrupts and distorts and destroys. God didn't create it. Adam's disobedience brought sin into the world. Are we looking forward to the day
0: when our flesh and all the sinful desires of the flesh will finally be gone? Well, we have to always be longing for that day when when the flesh will be put off and we'll be totally made new. Literally, folks, Advent is where we find ourselves in this age. We are a people waiting for the end, waiting for the appearing of our King. Families putting up their manger scenes from the outdoor nativity store love, issues, etc. Even before the people entered the promised land in the Old Testament, God had warned them that they were going into a place, that there would be idolatry there, people who worshipped false gods, and that they were not to partake of it in any way, in any form whatsoever. And then, when the people were tempted by... That idolatry and all the things that went along with it, God sent them prophets to warn them again and again over generations. Finally, God, as he had promised, as he had threatened, sent them into exile. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. Coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We'll be teaching a Sunday school lesson on Israel going into exile in Second Kings 17. We'll go through some listener email and the Issues Etc. comment line. Then we're looking forward to Sunday morning, according to the three-year lectionary, the second Sunday in Advent with Pastor Sean Denzer, Director of Worship for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Can you give us a little historical context for this lesson?
1: Yes, because I myself was confused when I was younger. This is the destruction of Israel, not the destruction of Judah. But when you hear the word Israel, you immediately think of Jerusalem. But this was not Israel. Israel was the northern kingdom. Remember, after the death of Solomon, the kingdom separated And 10 of them were in the north, and then two of them were in the south, and that was with Judah and Jerusalem. This is talking about what happened to the northern kingdoms, the 10 kingdoms of Israel God referred to them as, not the kingdom of Judah. The kingdoms of Israel, we're going to learn, were conquered by the Assyrians. And the kingdom of Judah later on was conquered by the Babylonians. And so that's the historical context in the sense of what God was doing with his people.
0: What does it mean that Israel had feared other gods?
1: To fear a God means, as the first commandment says, you shall fear love and trust in God above all things. So when they feared other gods, they trusted other gods. They made promises to other gods. They sacrificed to other gods. In fact, Israel, the people, were so committed to going against God's word, some of them even sacrificed their own children. So they did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord. Verse 2 of chapter 17 says, and they did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And therefore, that's why God is going to take them into Assyrian bondage.
0: Why did God consider idolatry to be such a grievous sin?
1: Because every sin we do is always a sin against the first commandment. And idolatry means you have other idols. In the enduring faith example, they have some practices for the Sunday school children. And one of them is that the children should write down their list of rules for the household in which they are living. And then they learn that a lot of the rules are there that the parents have made to keep the children away from dangers they might face. And these rules are for us because they love us and want to protect us. But what happened in Israel in those 10 tribes, they began to make their own rules, their own commandments. It's very close to what is happening today in the United States. So this is something the Sunday school teachers can share with the students. That there are many people who are making their own commandments up, not following the commandments of the Lord their God. And therefore, idolatry is more than just not believing in Jesus, it's believing in anything that you trust and can include your money, your looks, your possessions, and of course, the sins that you are doing.
0: What idolatrous practices did the people engage in?
1: Some of the idolatrous practices I've already mentioned was even the sacrifice of their children. It's very important in 2 Corinthians chapter 17 that it explains these idolatrous practices. It says, they walked in the custom of, of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel, and in the customs that the kings of Israel had practiced. They built for themselves high spiritual places in their towns. They set up pillars on every hill and every green tree where they would worship other gods. They made offerings on all the high places as the nations did whom the Lord carried away from them. They did wicked things, provoking the Lord to anger, mainly by serving other idols. And so they had really left the commandments of the Lord to follow what they considered to be the commandments of the customs of the people that they were living with.
0: What role did the prophets play in warning the people?
1: That's found in verse 13 of chapter 17. And the Lord warned Israel and Judah by every prophet and every seer. For instance, two prophets were Elijah and Elisha. And what did they warn? Well, they warned them to keep the commandments and the statutes of God in accordance with all that the Lord had commanded their fathers. But the people would not listen. Verse 14 says, they were stubborn. As their fathers had been, who did not believe in the Lord their God. So they followed the nations that were around them, concerning whom the Lord had commanded that they should not do like them. And they worshiped the host of heaven and even served Baal, according to verse 16. And of course, we remember that Elijah destroyed many of the prophets of Baal. But the Lord was very angry with Israel, verse 18. And that is why he removed them out of his sight.
0: It says that the people sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord, to provoke him to anger. How should we understand that?
1: God is angry. We have a jealous God who will not permit worship of other gods. And therefore, that makes him angry. Here on earth, we may suffer temporal consequences of that anger. Like if we go over the speed limit, we may get stopped by the police and get a ticket. We may try to explain our way out of it, but a lot of times it doesn't work. But, that anger is resolved by the death of Jesus Christ so that when we go to heaven, God will not be angry with us because our sins have been forgiven. So that's why the lesson for this Sunday is about John the Baptist. As he preaches the law, people are to come to a recognition that they have fallen short of the glory of God and they should be down on their knees asking for God's mercy, which comes about through Jesus Christ. But the people in Israel, these 10 tribes, did not ask for God's mercy. They didn't think they needed it because they had all these other gods, and therefore they were definitely committing idolatry against the true God. And that's why God allowed them to be taken into captivity.
0: God also allowed the land itself to be inhabited by others from Babylon. What did that signify?
1: Well... When the Assyrians conquered Israel, they then brought nations and people from other parts of Babylon to live where the Israelites were living in Assyria. Well, you know what happened then? They started intermarrying with them. And just like, remember, Solomon Ended up having many, many wives and concubines, and he also made their idols. They had worship places for the idols of his wives, and God was not pleased with that. Well, that can happen when you intermarry with those who do not believe in the true God, and that's why God was angry with them. And at the beginning, of the dwelling of the Babylonians in their land, that intermarriage and that intercooperation, they began to follow the customs of these Babylonians, who, of course, did not believe in the true God, and neither did Israel.
0: So God sent lions among these new inhabitants until they procured a priest from The exile to teach them what they called the rituals of that land. Explain that.
1: Yes, that's explained by verse 25 in 2 Kings 17. It says, The Lord sent lions among them because at the beginning of their dwelling, these Babylonians, they did not fear the Lord. And so it killed some of them. And the king of Syria was so upset over that, that he ordered that, send one of the priests whom you carried away and let him go and dwell there and teach them the law of the God of the land. So one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and lived in Bethel and taught them how they should fear the Lord. But every nation, according to verse 29, still made gods of its own, put them in the shrines of the high places that the Samaritans had made. And the Samaritans were a crossbreed between those in Israel and Babylon. That's why the Jews in Judea really didn't like the samaritans because they had broken the laws of the land i saw a movie last night about an woman who had been amish and she was a sheriff but she had left the amish religion and therefore people in the amish religion that lived with her would not speak with her so When there was crime, she tried to figure out why there was crime, but the Amish refused to speak with her because she had left their religion. Once you become an Amish, you're to stay there your whole life. And this is what happened with Israel. They were to remain with God their whole life, but they refused to do so. Even when a priest told them, the ways of God, and therefore, they continued to erect places for the idols of the Babylonians who were living with them, and they also worshiped those idols.
0: Pastor Tom Baker is our guest. We are teaching a Sunday school lesson on Israel going into exile. It says several times in that account that God removed the people from his sight. We'll find out what that means next.
1: Christ our Lord. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago.
0: The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for December uses detailed illustrations and rhyming text to tell the story of Jesus' birth. It's titled N is for Nativity. This new hardcover children's book is published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number 1-800-325-3040. Or learn more about N is for Nativity at issuesetc.org. Use the ABCs from Advent to Zion to teach your children and grandchildren the Christmas story with N is for Nativity.
1: You are personally invited to join Lutherans for Life and
0: Why for Life in celebrating the theme, Just As I Am. January 14th through the 20th during Life Week 2024. Each theme day will explore a distinct aspect of life ministry through local activities, online educational events, interviews, and more. Find out more at lutheransforlife.org. Lutherans for Life, equipping Lutherans and their neighbors to be gospel-motivated voices for life. Lutheransforlife.org.
1: Grace, faith, scripture, and Christ alone. You're listening to Issues, etc. Do you
0: know a student at The Ohio State University or another college around Columbus? Zion Evangelical Lutheran Church supports LCMSU at Ohio State. We offer weekly on campus Bible studies, regular Sunday lunches, and rides to church if you need them. Learn more about Ohio State's campus ministry and Zion Evangelical Lutheran Church at zionlcms.org. That's zionlcms.org.
1: Teaching your student to read should not be complicated. Memoria Press's phonics uses common sense and the classical approach with their First Start Reading program for the most effective and efficient way to teach your child how to read. If you're interested in learning more, visit them at memoriapress.com and use the coupon code LPR24 at checkout. Memoria Press, saving Western civilization, one student at a time.
0: Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We are teaching a Sunday school lesson, God sending Israel into exile in 2 Kings 17. Pastor Tom Baker is our guest, host of the radio show Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. E is for Emmanuel, and in this name we find it means God with us. Christ was born for all humankind. The F page says, the family line of Jesus hails from Bethlehem. He's the king of David's royal line, the shoot of Jesse's stem. It's from our Issues Etc. Book of the Month for December. It's a children's book from Concordia Publishing House called N is for Nativity Christmas from A to Z. You'll find out about this book at our website, issuesetc.org, or just call Concordia Publishing House and order N is for Nativity, 1-800-325-3040, 1-800-325-3040. Tom, it says several times in this account that God removed the people from his sight. How should we understand that?
1: The sight of God is really important. When I pray to God, because I believe in Jesus Christ, the prayer goes right to the right hand of God, where Jesus is. And the Father hears that prayer and answers it to my good. He listens to me. I am in his sight. But if I am an unbeliever, All my prayers are considered an abomination, and they are not in the sight of God anymore. He doesn't look to unbelievers as his children, and therefore they are not helped throughout their life in a way that Christians are, and particularly on the day of judgment when Christians are able to go to heaven. This does not happen for unbelievers because they are out of the sight of God.
0: If God sent his people into exile as a punishment for their idolatry, did he promise to end that exile?
1: Yes, he promised to end it specifically with his promises to Abraham. He talked about Abraham also that his people would go into exile, but there would be a remnant left of the people. This certainly happened when Judah was taken into Babylonian captivity. Years later, they came back, some of them, to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple and to continue the line to Jesus Christ. So even, In taking the people of Israel into exile, God did not break his promise that some would be saved and that remnant would continue the line to Adam and, well, not Adam and Eve, but from Adam and Eve to Joseph and Mary so that the child Jesus would be born as God kept kept his promise.
0: The lesson ends with, however, every nation continued to make gods of its own and put them in the shrines and high places which the Samaritans had made, every nation in the cities where they dwell. What is that all about?
1: That's in verse 19, where every nation still made gods of its own. That's what's happening in the United States today. People don't like the laws of God concerning a number of areas the gay movement abortion divorce suicide etc so they make up their own laws which means they have a different god and their god is themselves and they make gods in their own image rather than worship the image of god that is quite different from the gods that they make in their own image And that is how they follow according to the manner of the Babylonians who were brought into their land, worshiping false idols, not following them. And that is something that children should learn about as to how that is happening today. The Assyrian captivity took place in 722 B.C. The Babylonian captivity took place in 586 BC. So there was quite a distance of time. But the fact of the matter is, in both cases, the people of Israel had left the first commandment, were worshiping their own gods, and therefore, like many in the United States today, were making up their own rules and commandments and destroying the image of God that is so clearly found in Holy Scripture.
0: What warning should we take from the exile of God's Old Testament people?
1: We should take the warning that the gods that are idolatrous are not necessarily gods that we make out of metal or wood and worship but they can be anything in which we put our trust. For example, during the Depression, people committed suicide because they lost money. Well, that meant that money was their God's. At other times, many of the Jews came to the conclusion there was no God because of the Holocaust. And therefore, the war against Jews and the killing of millions of them under Hitler led them to believe that there was no God, and they became atheists. So it's good for the children to take a look at what things can help us understand that we today may have other gods, including money, our fitness, our sports, celebrities, our work, our family, our outward appearance, our recreation, and of course the sins we follow. If they become more important than the true God, then we too are committing idolatry, which can be forgiven when we come to repentance. And that is the work of John the Baptizer and should be told in every sermon, repentance, which prepares the way for the hearing of the gospel. Because once you recognize that you are a sinner and are unable to stop your sin with hell as your home, then you look to God for mercy and grace, and that is provided you by the gift of Jesus Christ.
0: What is the law and gospel of this lesson?
1: The law is, even with students, that we often have idols of relationships and material goods and put them before the true God. The gospel is that through Jesus Christ, he redeems us. That means he saves us. He buys us out from our exile of sin. And how did he do that? Through his death and resurrection. And we remember the words from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And when he says, it is finished, that means the work of Jesus Christ is finished. We add nothing to it but simply take the faith the Holy Spirit gives us and trust in the promises of God, which then brings us to heaven.
0: Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. You can find out more about Law and Gospel on the Talk On Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Tom, thanks. And Thank you. When we come back, we're going to go through listener email, the issues, etc. comment line. Among other things, we'll discuss what the difference between Calvinists and Lutherans are on eternal election. When Christ came to earth, he did not come as a fully formed man. Rather, he took on flesh in the womb of the Virgin Mary. He became a lowly embryo, and thereby, in this act, made every child a gracious gift of God. No asterisks, no footnotes. To learn more about the blessing of children, pick up the December issue of The Lutheran Witness. Cph.org slash witness or our website witness.lcms.org to learn more. The Lutheran Witness, helping you interpret the world from a Lutheran perspective. During this Advent season, we recall the sacred moment when Mary gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger. The manger, a symbol of humility, teaches us the true meaning of Christmas. From all of us at Lutheran Church Extension Fund, may the simplicity of that manger inspire your Advent season.
1: Keeping the message straight. Getting the message out. You're listening to Issues Etc.
0: Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by becoming an Issues Etc. congregational sponsor. Atonement Lutheran, Glendale, Arizona. Divine Savior Lutheran, Divine Texas. Grace Lutheran, Columbus, Indiana. Emmanuel Lutheran, Trost, Michigan. Messiah Lutheran, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Our Savior Lutheran, Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. Redeemer Lutheran, Nashville, Tennessee. St. John Lutheran, Racine, Wisconsin, St. Paul Lutheran, New Haven, Indiana, and Trinity Lutheran, San Angelo, Texas. Find out how your confessional Lutheran church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click Support, Donate, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes an Issues Etc. sponsor, we'll publicize your church on the podcast at our website and in the Issues Etc. Journal.